Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Good morning, Rod Squad. Maybe tomorrow I'll tell you guys about the big game that I went to in San Antonio with Snoop Dogg. Remember that one, Clark? The Lakers and Spurs? Snoop Dogg and I went, Bob. How about that? Snoop Dogg was sitting courtside. I was up in the nosebleeds, but we were in the arena at the same time. We're, I was there with him. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Ah, <clears throat> absolutely true story. Welcome, everybody. Hey, Bruce. How you doing, buddy? The voice of the Gray Eagle Resort and Casino is in the house. Happy Thursday, everybody, and welcome to your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show. Dare I say the only daytime sports and entertainment. We're on Game Plus Television, and as you heard, we're live from Calgary's entertainment destination, and it's going to be a very fun show, but a very busy show. The Moose remains in Phoenix, Arizona, down there doing business, the site of Super Bowl 2023, Super Bowl 57. That's where Moose is, and maybe at some point we can get him on the air from there, but talked to him this morning, and he's off for a round of golf. How about that? But, yeah, so our good man, Danny Austin, joining us. Calgary Stampeders, Flames, Hitman beat writer from the Calgary Sun and Herald. How you doing, Danny? I'm doing well, man. It's good to be here. It's always you. good. I appreciate you helping Phoenix us Phoenix sounds nice, I will say. But. It's only plus 8 Celsius today, so yeah. down there. I checked it. Okay. All Trust right. me. Uh, plus 29 in Florida. <clears throat> Just saying. <laughs> yeah, it's not that here. It's coming. The weather's about to turn. Dude. It's been cold. It's been cold. But spring is arriving. If you ski, it's been good. I ski, so it's been it's been nice. But uh, yeah, we need we need. I feel spring. I'm ready for spring. You know, it's aren't we all? And it's funny, by the way. Danny was saying when he came up here to the stage bar because that's where we are before a live studio audience here at Gray Eagle. He said, "I hope we're not going to get into a deep dive on the NFL." I'm like, "No, <laughs> we're just going to shoot the breeze." I got the quick six show topics here. Danny's been gracious enough to offer to spend uh, the whole show with us. Also coming up today, Jesse Pierce from NHL.com in Minnesota. She covers the Minnesota Wild, and she also hosts the Bar Down Beauties podcast. The Minnesota State Hockey Championships are going on. The Wild are making news. Jesse Pierce is going to be with us. Mike Morreale, the commissioner of the Canadian Elite Basketball League, will be joining us as the CEBL front and center with the Edmonton Stingers playing here in Calgary next week with the BCLA tournament at Winsport. Mike Morielli is going to join us to talk about that. And Connor Bedard, whose jersey's over my shoulder here, the wonder kid, Connor Bedard, is going to be joining us from the Queen City as well. And uh, we're just going to roll with it. Danny, are you cool with that? I got to say, I am not the headliner when you got yes, you those are. three coming. That's a, that's a nice schedule. It's a nice lineup, and uh, bravo, Producer Clark, for doing that. Obviously, we're going to roll around, I would think, to some CFL and Stampeders talk. But, Director Jordan, can you please hit the quick six show horn? Because there's some things that I want to get to here. Well, opening with NHL leftovers this morning, J.T. Miller scored the go-ahead goal in a great individual play early in the third period and collected three assists to lead the Vancouver Canucks to a 5-3 win over the Montreal Canadiens. 
The Canucks have now won seven of their last nine as they sit three points back of a playoff wildcard spot. How about up in Edmonton? Connor McDavid scored the overtime winner and added an assist as the Oilers emerged with a 4-3 victory over the Washington Capitals. The win halted a three-game slide for Edmonton. Now, Danny, I don't want to put you on the spot, but did you see at all if the Oilers fans booed Ovi last night? Did you hear? Did you see? I did not see. Okay. Um, I was sitting in a pub eating wings with a couple Flames fans who are really, really rooting for the Oilers to miss the playoffs. It's the one thing that I've been out here over a decade now, and uh, Flames fans will never disappoint you when the Oilers are playing. Um, I know. So were they watching the game and cheering against the Oilers, or were they just 100% cheering? It? They want <laughs> right. the Oilers to miss the playoffs this year so badly, more than most years. And most years they do want, want that a lot, so that must be a lot this year. Yeah, I think that there's, after the season that the Flames had last year, and I mean, I was on last summer talking, and you asked me. And That's I, right. I had very low expectations for, for this season, and couldn't have gotten that one more wrong. That's the, that's the business of making predictions on, on the Rod Peterson show, I guess. But, uh, yeah, it does seem, man, Flames fans really don't like this Oilers team and really want to see them fail. Well, here's a little inside tip. My predictions, your predictions, anybody's predictions, nobody really remembers. I know. I so that's why I throw them out. <laughs> as much as they do, they don't. And they, to be honest, I'll give the Flames a lot of credit because they're saying themselves, we didn't expect this to happen. You cover them. Yeah. Right? They're saying that. Then they're giving credit to everybody, and it is becoming very special. And by the way, I, to, to, to jump to tonight's Flames Lightning game, here's you've been out here how long? Since Alberta 2010. Yeah, so over yeah, a decade. Over a decade. They got some baggage, dude, from the 04 Stanley Cup final. Yeah. The Lightning still matters. I mean, I can tell you, in 2014, I was, I was a desker, which for people who don't know basically means I'm, I'm laying out pages in the newspaper. Um, and I had a whole idea that I wanted to do a 10th anniversary Flames win the cup with just the, the picture of the puck crawling mm-hmm. over, over the line. Um, people loved it. We couldn't get advertising from what I remember. But uh, we were going to do a whole section. 2004 matters in Calgary. They're still talking about it. They're still talking about it. They, st- they still say that puck was in. They still say they won the Stanley Cup, and they should. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Lightning, the Lightning Flames is weirdly like, yeah, it's a rivalry. Yeah, it matters. I don't know that it matters to the players, but it matters to the fans. Well, most of the players are gone. But do you guys hear that echoing the back feed? Yeah, there's some feedback we're getting here. There's a sound issue, so I don't know if you got to kill that or not, or what you got to do. But it's it's affecting this. So yeah, tonight it's the Calgary Flames and the Tampa Bay Lightning, and for at least this week, we'll just we'll find out who's the better team between the two as they meet in the Saddledome. So thank you, Clark, for that. We'll stay on top of it. They couldn't hear it out here in the casino, but we could hear it, and it's becoming a problem. Some pretty wicked feedback. Now to the next point, point two. Now, and Danny, you're a Toronto guy. Mm-hmm. Do you uh, right, do you identify yourself as a Leafs fan? I do, but I'm not sure Leafs fans would allow it anymore. Because you've been gone so long? Yeah, and I, to be honest, the Leafs have broken me. Um, it's, I'm 37 years old. Uh, it's been a long time since the Leafs have been good. And, you know, I, I, I know you were talking with Theo yesterday. I am at the point where, like, the Leafs need to win me back. Win one playoff series and I'll come back. But good for you I'm, for re- recognizing that. Most I, Leaf fans don't. I, I have this problem where I, I truly was more of a basketball fan growing up. And I, I need something because I feel like 2019, the Raptors won the championship, and I got all I needed out of sports. So my fandom, I'm now very much a reporter, and yeah. I don't necessarily engage. I got my adult championship, so I would love for the Leafs to pull me back in. But I honestly, I mean, it's deeply frustrating, and the fact is 
you know, I, I do feel the same way about the Flames, but win a playoff series before I start believing you. They need to win you back. Win one series. It. One series. It won't take much, will it? It won't take much, but <laughs> until the until literally they are skating out there for the second round, I just will not believe in the Toronto Maple Leafs because they've let me down so many times, including last season. You know, it's well, of course. I'll be jumping into the chat in a second. We welcome your uh, questions and comments. The reason I ask if Danny's a Leafs fan, being a Torontonian, born and raised, but now living in Calgary, Austin Matthews has been close to 50 goals before. Agonizingly close, in fact. The COVID-19 panic, however, has had other ideas. The Leaf star, though, now poised once again to become Toronto's first player to reach the milestone, 50 goals in a season since Dave Andrichuk. Scored 53 back in 93-94. Matthews found the back of the net 47 times in 2019-20. And then Corona shuttered the regular season. The next year was just 56 games, but Matthews put up 41 goals in 52 games. He's taken things to another level this season with 43 goals, including six in his last three games after missing a trio of contests to start the schedule following summer wrist surgery. Leafs winger Michael Bunting said, quote, yesterday, best player in the league. Michael Bunting, I think, still qualifies as a fan. He's, he's a rookie, Michael Bunting. Is he qualified to say best player in the league or best Leaf ever? That's what Theo said yesterday, sitting in this chair. I'm like, what? I think that he is the closest to being the best player in the league that the Leafs have had in my lifetime. But let's say 50 years just for the fun of it. Um... With that said, no. Theo also said, you, you got to win Stanley Cups. And I don't even care. Oh, you about saw it. that, huh? Yeah, yeah, of course I saw that. Um, I don't even care about winning the Stanley Cup. I think that so few players get to do it. It's not a reflection on you. I care about doing something in the playoffs. And I don't think Austin Matthews has done that. And he's a great regular season player. I, I, again, I feel the same way about the Flames. Um, great regular season team. Until you do it in the playoffs, I, I, I can't talk about you as, as being one of the best players in the league because that's where it counts. So Austin Matthews, special, special, special player. Love watching him play. Man, he's got an eye for the net. I, I, I do think we can talk about him as one of the best players in the league, but I, I have real trouble calling anyone who's never been in the second round the best player in the league. Right! And that's from Bunting, who I just think we can't take his opinion because he's still a fan. He's a rookie. And to get into the best Leafs ever, like Theo brought that up yesterday, I said, who's saying that? And he goes, the spit and chicklin guys. And I'm like, when did they become the barometer, the conscience of the National Hockey League? Man, I love them. But, but anyways, it's brought up the poll question today. Who is the best player in the NHL right now for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center, including Capital GMC right here in Calgary? They sponsor our poll question every day. Your options are Connor McDavid, Austin Matthews, Alex Ovechkin, and Igor Shosturkin, we put in there because of what he's doing in goal for the New York Rangers. And I got to say, I'm voting for Connor McDavid, but he hasn't done anything either. I think if the question is right now, every player is available, you have a draft for next that's year. That's the you way know, you got to say it. That, yeah. That's the way you do it. You got a draft <clears throat> for next season. Of course you're taking Connor McDavid. I, I, I don't respect anyone who votes otherwise. <laughs> Connor McDavid, he still has that ability to turn to take over a game in a way that no one else does. So for me, it's Connor McDavid and... Honestly, it's 100 times out of 100. Yeah, and you're a Leaf. I love Austin What would we say? Closet Leaf fan? What are you? You're a Leaf fan in waiting. You're in remission as a Leafs fan, something? I feel like I'm, I'm a person who's dealt with 37 years of pain. <laughs> and, right. you know, again, I would be back in Toronto if they made the finals. 
I, I'd it wouldn't take home. long. Yeah, it, yeah, it wouldn't yeah. take much. But um, but like right now, I am. I refuse to allow myself to get emotionally invested in the Toronto Maple Leafs. Smart. And so, by the way, I will slide into the chat here a little bit. Ryan McCarthy is watching in Saratoga, New York. Ryan from the No Credentials Required podcast says Austin Matthews is the best American-born goal scorer in the league, but not the best player in the league. And that's from an American. Uh, Jennifer, watching from the Four Seasons Sports Palace, says, even as an Oiler fan... I was a little sad and angry about 2004. They were robbed. And I just wonder, Danny, like, are you in Calgary to stay for the rest of your life? Or do you know you're just kind of wherever life takes you? That's a loaded question, Rod. I know. Uh, I don't, I don't see myself that. leaving. Um, yeah. Great, great city. For, no plans now, you're no saying plans. to leave. Yeah. I just, a couple things have come up every day. And we've been out here, well, over a month, six weeks. 04 Stanley Cup final comes up every day. With the people that I'm around. So I was in Toronto. That was one of the most special runs. I, I don't think we've yes. had other Canadian teams go on great runs, including the Oilers. I mean, I loved that Oilers team, what, two years later. Um, something was special about that that 04 yep. Flames team. It's sort of like the the embodiment of what we want from a hockey team. They worked hard. They had the star in Aginla. They had the great goaltending. But other than that, they just worked so hard, came together, were that sort of ideal of what a hockey team can be. And for them to be robbed of the cup the way they were, of course it hurts. And and I, I love, you know, that's what I love about hockey is that, you know, the fans will will talk about that more than they'll talk about anything else. Um, and yeah. I, I do think it, on some level, hurt the franchise a little bit because for so long there was this idea that they could, with again, and Kippersoff, just get back into the playoffs and make magic happen. And that was accepted. So mediocrity became something that... that people were okay with because that dream was still there once they made the playoffs and it never happened um and i think it pushed the rebuild back a couple years longer than it probably should have but 04 was magic and it was magic in toronto i remember there being flames fan or flames flags on cars it was so exciting yeah so, yeah it was amazing well as the rider guy 20 seasons voice of the rough riders having called the 2009 gray cup while we're not over that it doesn't come up every day anymore so well, you guys won one afterwards, I think. That's the big part. Yeah, okay. You, you, that makes it that makes a difference. Uh Randy from the Pegs watching and says the best player is McDavid, but the MVP this year is Shesterkin. Well, we're gonna find out. And by the way, the other thing that's come up every single day in my travels, because I'm not just in Calgary, we're out here on Sutina Nation. I'm traveling around southern Alberta. They ask about Connor McDavid. Or sorry, Connor Bedard. Every single day and Connor Bedard's going to be with us a little later on we're in the warm-up right now with Danny Austin from the Calgary Sun and Harold were you in the saddle dome when Bedard pulled off the between the legs toe drag goal against the Hitman recovering that game I was not and I will regret it for the rest of my life it was a friend's birthday so I was actually on a patio that day uh, I was at the the Pats Hitman game well not this a couple past weeks week later yet. yeah yeah which I mean, he wasn't as spectacular, but boy, is he fun to watch. He did a little sort of 360 for an assist that, you know, didn't make SportsCenter, didn't make Sportsnet, but uh, was amazing to watch. And, I mean, when he gets a little bit of muscle, a little bit of, oh, yeah. you know. He said boy still. He's, he's still a boy. When he, when he gets that, he is going to be 
I mean, whatever NHL team gets him is going to be very, very happy for a very long time. Connor Bedard is coming up later on in the program. Before we break here in the warm-up, we got a couple minutes. Danny is a big basketball guy. The Raptors snapped a three-game slide Wednesday night with a 119-104 victory at San Antonio. All-star guard Fred Van Vliet scored 26 points in the win, returning from a five-game absence dealing with a knee injury. And with the loss, it denied Spurs coach Greg Popovich as being the winningest coach in NBA history. I assume you watched that one? Yeah, what? Most of that one, yes. Uh, what's with the Raptors' turnaround? They look like junk at the start of the year, and now they're... I don't think they ever were junk. I, I, I think that they are not necessarily a team that I expected. They're not top five in the East. The East is so good right now. Um, but they work hard. Fred Van Vliet is rightfully an all-star. Um, and we got Scotty Barnes. So I'm, I'm looking two, three years down the road to us being contenders again. This year, every win is a bonus. And I, I, I would not want, if I was... You know, whether it's a Philly or a Brooklyn, I, I wouldn't want to be playing the Raptors early on um, in the playoffs because they will give you a fight. And as a basketball fan who knows my team's not going to win a championship this year, that's all I want. I want them to fight. I want them to work. And they do that. They are fun to watch. Hard, hard not to like. By the way, you are watching the RP Show live from Great Eagle Resort and Casino. On the way, we're going to talk a little Briar. CHL Top 10 rankings came out yesterday. The NFL quarterback shakeup continues. And a whole lot more, and we'll welcome in viewer takeover. On the way, Jesse Pierce from NHL.com Minnesota, Mike Morreale, the commissioner of the CEBL, and more. By the way, Gray Eagle Resort and Casino, proud to present Foreigner the Hits on tour March 19th and 20th, and we want to send you. Enter now to win two tickets to the show by texting your favorite Foreigner song to the RP Show text line at 902-518-3033. And we'll randomly pick a winner, and you'll be enjoying Foreigner down here. You're picking nights at the Great Eagle Event Center. We'll be right back. You are watching on Game Plus TV and YouTube Live. And if you missed the show, catch the podcast on Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. You are looking live at Great Eagle Resort and Casino. Aerial coverage provided by Bronco Plumbing and Heating and Cooling. We are at the stage bar. Danny Austin crushing it here from the Calgary Sun and Herald. And I'm gonna. we're right in the middle of the warm-up. We're three topics in. And I'll jump back on the train for a second. But this is, I think, an important topic. And, of course, we are airing on Game Plus television across all 10 provinces and 31 states. Game Plus TV carried on TELUS Optic cable all through Alberta and BC. A lot of CFL fans watching, and this is literally the deadest part of the calendar. You will agree. It's 100%. There's nothing. <laughs> I need something. Yeah. Give me, give me something. Well, Danny's going to drop a stink bomb, maybe. I shouldn't speak for you. I'll let you say. We were talking about the CFL and the Toronto market, and you're a Toronto kid, and you grew up loving the Argos. But you feel there's some significant challenges there. And just what he said in the break, I'm starting to think we need to move them out of there. And maybe, maybe we, by moving a team to the Maritimes, an existing team, maybe that's the shot in the arm that the schooners need. Maybe it's the Moncton Argonauts. Bits. But the CFL in Toronto, you think, is dead yeah, in the water. I think it's so tough to talk about because the people who are literally with the Argos right now are, are doing everything right. I honestly, yep. I, I, I do... 
pinball, I mean, the executive all the way down. And I mean, I love what they've done with that team. I want to be very, very clear. I, I think the Argos, to be honest, I'm picking them to come out of the East, and I'm doing it now, and I'll be doing it right until the East final. I, I love the Jagera Davis edition, Royce Mechie, who I got to watch out here. They've just done a great job. That is a good team. But, I mean, it's so depressing when I talk to my friends back home, and I, I think what people sometimes miss is they're like, oh, you know, we need more visibility. We need more visibility. I hate saying this, but I just know so many people. They don't even realize that the Argos are playing. They don't even know that the Argos exist at this point. Um, so I, I think that the challenge is so much bigger. Um, and I hate saying that because the actual Argos fans, you know, if you're on Twitter, they're A, really cool. Like, they're, they're awesome. They know their football. They love their football. Um, and I think that they get... I'm trying to think of the right word to use because I don't want to swear. They got dumped on a little bit by the rest of the CFL, and I don't think that's fair. So I love what exists in Toronto. It's just... I. I I'm really beginning to wonder if you spend a lot uh, enough time covering this league and you realize that sometimes the problems just don't go away. And I do think that that is a big problem that maybe winning helps. Maybe this group, you know, being really good can get in the conversation, but I don't see the solution. Well, I was out uh, on a road trip with the Rough Riders to Toronto a few years ago. And I guess I shouldn't name my friends from Sportsnet that I was with. We were at the uh, Shark Club downtown. Awesome spot. And they're like, Rod, <clears throat> what, what brings you to town? Riders are playing the Argos, you guys. Why else would I be here? Mm -hmm. And they're like, Argos still have a team? <laughs> That's cute. These guys worked at Sportsnet. Yeah. And I was, I was humiliated, felt this tall, and I thought, That's not my problem. That's their problem. But do you not think that that's... And when, when I talk about moving the team, Mike Hogan, of the, uh, the voice of the Argos, just snapshot. Loses his mind. And Hogan's the best. And, You're right, Hogan's the best. And I mean, I like realistically, there are what four daily newspapers in Toronto. Uh, Toronto Sun's the only one that has any coverage. I mean, that's Frank Ziccarelli. Um, you know, so there's no visibility, and it, it's a chicken and egg situation that that really depresses me uh, because I honestly, like, I did grow up going to Argos games. I remember Muhammad Ali was at an Argos game. I, you know, I, I went to a ton of games growing up. My, my friends played football. Um, you know, the Sky Dome obviously did some damage, but it it really worries me. And I, I, I think that we need we need the Toronto market. Um, but people are always saying to me, you know, oh, well, what can be done in Toronto? What can be done in Toronto? And I hate the, I, this may not make a great clip, but I have no idea. I have no well, idea. Well, a lot of smart people haven't been able to figure yeah, it out. I don't know what the solution is there. Yeah, and I think if pinball can't accomplish that, pinball's job is to win. It's not his job to market the team. No. But if people don't gravitate to the Argos now with pinball running the show, I don't know. Well, and what with it will Ryan take. Dinwiddie doing a great job with some real talent on that team, I mean, they should be. Honestly, I mean, it's it's so hard to pick the Argos. Everyone wants to talk about oh, all of Ottawa's additions. Look, the Argos over the last two years have put together an incredible group. There is so much talent. Um, I, I really love the Corey Mace hire, as you might imagine. I mean, I got a lot of affection for Corey Mace, but I I, I think that that team should be talked about not only as potentially the best team in the East, but I, I think potentially the best team in the league. But it's not about wins and losses with them. Well, that, and I, what I worry about is, is that message getting out to someone who might be interested in going to an Argos game. It's an affordable ticket in a town where everything else is expensive. Well, um, yeah. Is that message out, and I think that that's where we start. Um, and it's, ultimately, it's not my job to sell the Argos, but it's, it's really tough. And well, you'd like to think that you're all in it together in the CFL. But it seems like they're not. Uh, from our viewers, 
Ryan H. watching on YouTube says, Rod, I'm in Toronto and an Argos fan, but I'd support a Maritimes move if it would help the league. I don't know why they can't draw a crowd here. Darren Workman in Salt Lake City watching says, I watched the Behind the R Ottawa broadcast on YouTube. If this is the deadest time of the year in the CFL, why don't more teams try a fan-engaging vehicle like this to drum up off-season interest? I haven't seen it, but I understand it's like a, a hard knocks... Did you watch it? A little bit of a hard knocks. I mean, drive to survive. Um, yeah, it, I want to give the Red Blacks all the credit in the world um, for trying that out. It's, I, I think it's great. I think it's engaging content. Um, I also don't necessarily think that it's the worst thing for any league. Yes, we all want it to be 365 days a year. I do want to say, like, it, it, it's okay that we don't have anything to talk about right now. Um, that's not the end of the world. You better by mid-April. Um, have, have something to talk about. And it is worth noting that in a normal year, ideally they would have had their CFL week probably in either Regina or Winnipeg, which would have brought all the players through. You know, that's a big TSN event. Um, that's normally mid-March. That was sort of scrapped because of the pandemic. We would have had the GM meetings here in Alberta uh, a couple weeks ago. Pandemic scrapped that. This is, this is a tough tough time for the CFL in general, but there, there is stuff that would be happening. And the reality is anyone who wants to tell me that we should be blowing up the CFL combine. You know, 1% of hardcore CFL fans are paying attention to the combine. It's the truth. But hey, I don't know if you watch SportsCenter. I watched it. I watched it three times this morning in case I missed something. And the other day they had Michael Irvin on. My good friend Michael Irvin that I met at Super Bowl. And he goes, that's why they call it the NFL. Not for long. And he said the offseason's not for long. He's talking about the trades and this and that, which we may, we'll probably get around to later on. But that's the one thing with the CFL is the off-season news and the lack of it. But, it, but by the way, if, if that, there's your CFL talk, by the way, because we're going to move on. And if we got to beat this dead horse that it's the Argos attendance, then I guess we got to do it. Or the Schooners. I'm so over it, which reminds me, Jason in Red Deer is watching and writes in, and he says, I know Danny is also a Jays fan. Any news besides the lockout? Well, there is no news. What else is there? They're supposed to play the Braves today. The reigning World Series champions. What a, what a ballyhooed story that would be. But now more games canceled by Rob Manfred yesterday, Danny. I, I think it's a travesty what's happening in the NFL. And I mean, or sorry, in the MLB. MLB yeah. I apologize. Um, and to very quickly relate it to CFL, I, I did tweet, you know, I, I checked last week. There are no CBA talks planned. And, you know, I had certain people being like, oh, this is, this is brutal. This is just like MLB. They're just delaying it. Nah, man, there's going to be a CBA in the CFL. We're not going to. Yeah. We're not. Like, it's going to happen. It happens every time. A couple days before training camp starts, they'll get it all signed. Um, what is happening in the MLB, I mean, it was reported yesterday that they came with this international draft last minute, threw it in. Come on. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> it's like they want to cancel the games. Um, it, it's as a, as a Jays fan, just as a baseball fan, ultimately – it's one of the things we were talking about how we needed to be spring. Winter's going on too long. It's one of my favorite things about this time of the year. Spring training starting. You get to watch a couple games here and there. It, it, it just makes me so upset that, that this greed from the owners um, continues to just every couple years just wipe away yeah, and, section of the season. And again, I don't know why I keep referring to Sportsnet, but I see they've been talking about it because they're the primary Blue Jays carrier, and they've got podcasters on there like the Shy Davides and these guys. Arden Zwelling. Mm -hmm. Which wasn't he the producer also of 90210, Arden Zwelling? <laughs> I, I thought. Isn't that Aaron Spelling? Ah, or? that's what <laughs> yeah, Arden Zwelling, Aaron Spelling. But I feel sorry for these guys 
because they have to talk about the Blue Jays. That's mm-hmm. what they do in MLB, and there's nothing going on. Well, and I'm so excited for this Blue Jays season. Once it gets going, I, I love this team that we have built. I, I honestly think oh, that yeah. we're, we're going to be a World we're Series. We're getting robbed. Yeah, 100%. And I want to see them in training camp. I, <clears throat> I want to be picking over every little detail the way that we, we do with baseball, and it, it stinks. Jason in Red Deer, you triggered Danny. You triggered him. Well, it does. It stinks. <laughs> Way a, to go. As a sports fan, the bare minimum that you ask for is play sports. And yeah. we, don't, we don't get that with baseball right now. And I, I don't see any reason for it. Um, it really, really seems as if the owners just insist on winning every little battle with the players. And um, yeah, oh. it's frustrating. It sucks as a fan. All of us should be angry and disappointed. But that's also the thing. I would prefer, and with this show we can, talk about who is playing or whatever we want to talk about. And so the Briar, I just got to say the morning draw at the Briar, it's my point four. It sees Manitoba's Mike McEwen scoring off against the winless Jamie Cooey of the Territories. The undefeated Brad Gushu will take on Jason Gunlesson. Nova Scotia's Paul Fleming will square off against Quebec's Michael Fournier. And Brent Pierce of British Columbia will see none of its Peter Mackey. By the way, Braden Muscoey, the star big-name third of Team Dunstone, somewhat broke his silence on missing the curling trials. That was really big news in November. The story from Brett Strong, you must know Brett Strong from the Canadian press, is the top item running at rodpeterson.com right now. So go, go give that a check. As Braden Muscoey, one of Regina's favorite sons, broke his silence. Got to get to this. CHL Top 10. As we are in all 10 provinces, this is big news. Uh, the number one team in all of Canadian junior hockey is the Edmonton Oil Kings. The Winnipeg Ice have been knocked off their perch now for two consecutive weeks. Number two, the Charlottetown Islanders. Number three, the Hamilton Bulldogs. Number four, Winnipeg Ice. Number five, Everett Silvertips. Number six, Portland Winterhawks. Number seven, the Kamloops Blazers. Number eight, the Shawinigan Cataract. Number nine, Patrick Waz, Quebec Rampart. And number 10, the London Knights. God's team, the Regina Pats, didn't make it in there. But Connor Bedard will be joining us a little later on in hour two. Can I ask you a CHL question? Absolutely. We're doing a top 10 ranking. I only want the number one. Best jersey? In Canadian junior hockey, it's the Saskatoon You're Blades, looking right? At it. Oh, come on! It's it's the Saskatoon. I love that jersey. Uh, all time was lucky enough. Uh, all I will say is I was lucky enough to cover uh, Saskatoon and, and the Hitmen um, a couple weeks back. It doesn't Man. get nicer than this. That is a nice jersey. That is. I'm not sure it's better than Saskatoon, but that is an awfully nice jersey. So that's your number one. <laughs> <laughs> Anything the Blues, the Whites, the Reds. Okay, but that's pretty nice. And uh, I do have a Blades bunny hug, a Saskatchewan yes, for hoodie in my room. So, uh, yeah, I, I, the Blades one's very good. I, yeah, I got you. And by the way, we'll talk about this NFL stuff in two segments from now. Okay, Danny, is that cool? Sounds great. We'll let Danny go, and we'll bring in our next guest, Jesse Pierce. But last night, I went out to Canmore to watch my cousin's kid. We're still trying to figure this out. She's my first cousin, Danielle, her son. What is he? He's telling kids that I'm his uncle, his teammates. But I'm not. I'm some sort of cousin. 30 seconds into the game in Canmore. Playoff game against Camrose. Boom. Hit from behind. He's down on the ice. She's right beside me. I'm rubbing her back. 30 seconds, Danny. That's brutal. I know. And he's rolling her. They take his gloves off. They're t- oh, my. But anyway, he missed two shifts. Comes back. Um, we have a Ethan Schaefer, by the way, one of the top players on the Canmore Eagles. Go look at my Instagram. You'll see him on there. And follow him, E. Schaefer, E.T. It was very... 
Emotional night in Canmore last night. Knew how it is uh, following family and stuff. So I love the junior hockey stuff. AJHL, if you're in Alberta, it's a product that does not get much media attention, but is a whole lot so of fun So great. To watch. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Yeah. Jesse Pierce joins us next from NHL.com Minnesota. On the way, Mike Morreale and Connor Bedard as well, and more with Danny Austin. You're watching the RP Show live from Great Eagle Resort and Casino on Game Plus Television, <clears throat> YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. And we're live from the Great Eagle Resort and Casino in the beautiful gateway to the foothills. A lot of energy going on. A lot of things going on out here in Calgary, like the CEBL champions taking on the Americans live here next week. The Basketball Champions League Americas, known as the BCLA, is the best continental league in the Americas. It's created through an innovative partnership between FIBA, national federations, and pro basketball leagues, and it's coming to Calgary next week. The uh, CEBL, we all know that league, they're going to be represented by the champion Edmonton Stingers in the tournament at Windsport Arena, home of Hockey Canada. We want to see you there. Moose and I will be there at Windsport. We want you to join us. Tickets are on sale now at CEBL.ca. If that all seems a little confusing, the commissioner, Mike Morreale, will be joining us in hour two of the program to talk about it. But we're talking hockey now. It's been far too long since Jesse Pierce joined us from NHL.com. She covers the Minnesota Wild. She hosts the Bar Down Beauties podcast, and she, she joins us today. Hey, Jesse, listen, welcome back to the program. The boys are saying, we got to get Jesse on. Minnesota State Championships are going on. She's all over it. The rinks are packed. It's, it's hype. What's going on in Minnesota State? Tell me about the tournament down there. The tourney, as it is belovedly known, um, it's it is unlike anything else that I think anybody's ever witnessed. I know we're very spoiled here in Minnesota to have such a tournament. I mean, you're filling the XL Energy Center to watch high school hockey, and that's quarterfinal games. That's not even just the championship. So, um, you know, I know Minnesota takes a lot of pride in their hockey from the grassroots on up, and the tourney is just one uh, feather in the cap that uh, everybody certainly likes. It's if you've never been. Rod, you got to get out here, and I'll show you a good time. It's it's a heck of a time. Well, so tell me more. You've you piqued my interest. Like yeah. the guy said, in Minnesota, they're going nuts. They're like, let's let's bring everybody in on this. So who are the teams? What are we down to? Take me through it, Jesse, if it's, you don't mind. Yes, it started yesterday. So you've got Class A and Class AA. And in Minnesota, it's very unique. It's a very community-based hockey uh, program we have here. So from the time that you're a youth, you usually stay all the way up through with your high school team. There's no AAA. There's no leaving for juniors. Um, you know, it's kind of you take such pride in putting that jersey on because you want to play in the state tournament. I mean, it's broadcast on local cable here in Minnesota. Channel 45 does such a great job of all the games. So Class A started yesterday. I'm a Matamidi Zephyr alum. They were in it. They won yesterday. They advanced. Um, today is the Class AA, which is designed for bigger schools, um, some private schools, Edinas, which I'm sure is one familiar squad. It's uh, funny, in Minnesota, we joke that this is the time of year when uh, the North hates the cities and everybody hates Edina. So that's kind of what it's all about. It's about those rivalries. Just a lot of fun. I mean, you ask any NHL player about the attorney that's from Minnesota and they immediately will go in on, yep, I played in it. I've done this and that. Or even just a fan. It's the day when you're allowed to play hooky. Nobody goes to school on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday because you're out at the tourney. Parents are doing the same from hockey or from 
work, excuse me, it's just something else. And it's great because it's turned into even more than just the game. And once you get into Friday night games where there's a quarterfinal games and Saturday, obviously the championship, um, you're seeing that elite skill. But what's even better is now the hockey hair has taken on a life of its own. Yesterday, you're watching guys who are either got the full blonde, they've got the mullets, they've got the froze, they've got mustaches. I mean, and these are high school kids too. It's just really, really cool. They skate up to the camera, they do a little kiss, they do a little hi mom. Um, but it is, it's just, it's a tradition. It's something that Minnesota is so incredibly proud of. Um, and it's good hockey to boot. Like I said, a lot of these guys, uh, the seniors going division one, some will end up maybe playing in the pros, but um, it's yielded a lot of great products out of it as well. So it's, uh, it's just, it's, it's unreal. It really is. It's just, there's, it's hard. It's like Texas and football. That's the biggest comparison, but it still is uh, something really special here in Minnesota. Well, I love it. And our viewers are chiming in. Uh, Ryan in New York says some of the flow that the players sport in this tournament is A1, makes this baldy wishing that he had hair again. Uh, Nelson Vo, our content creator, says shout out to TJ Oshie's War Road. Uh, Tacona in Winnipeg says it's been on television there, so it wouldn't surprise you in Hockey Mad Canada that they're watching mm -hmm. up here, uh, Jesse. By the way, the last time I was in Minnesota was the weekend the roof caved into the Metrodome, okay? And it was the worst storm in 27 <laughs> years in Minnesota history. Do you remember that weekend? I'm like, I'm not coming back. Not, not yeah. in the winter anytime. That was the last time that I was in Minneapolis. But listen, Jesse, I got to, like, I bring you on because you know your stuff. And I'm going to get to the wild in a moment. But you talk about the crowded XL, XL Energy Center. Here in Calgary, they filled the Saddledome last week for the first time post-COVID. Edmonton last night, full house Rogers Arena. Are you getting the sense that the fans are like, there's an extra oomph given what we've been through to come out and watch these kids? Oh, absolutely. I mean, Minnesota's been fortunate. They've had a pretty good crowd allowance throughout most of the year, right, as most of the states have. But yeah, I mean, I think just in general, people are excited to kind of get that normalcy, right? I think everybody missed that interaction. Like it was nice for a little while to take a break from people, but eventually you need to kind of get back. I mean, hockey is a sport that needs to be seen in person. Everybody that is a fan of the game knows that, right? And it's just feeding off the crowd, feeding off the, off the atmosphere. I mean, Minnesota Wild players have said that from day one. They were like, this, this crowd gets rocky. And I'm sure every team feels that way in their home facility when there are fans. So I'm so happy to see that Canada's finally getting their due, especially the Calgary Flames, man. Whew, what a squad that is. Uh, you, gotta, you want your fans to be able to experience uh, what's going on there. A very special product for sure. As they say, they're a wagon. I don't know where that term came from. It's new, but I'll take it. And here's the yeah. thing. When I say that you know your stuff, Jesse, more than me, because in the fall when they bought out Suter and Parisi in Minnesota, I said, is this a, the start of a rebuild? And you're like, no. <laughs> I guess it was to give Kaprizov more money, but you got their record over your shoulder there. They're a wagon. Yeah. I guess we didn't see this coming for the Flames, but you did for the Minnesota Wild. Now they're third in the Central, but are they right? That's a hell of a record. The, you know, the, and actually I need to update that because it's 33 because they just got a victory the other night against the New York Rangers as well. Um, you know, the way the wheels are coming a little loose on the wagon. Um, they certainly have slightly exceeded expectations, I think, for some people. And third in, in the West is great, but they're starting to hit some of those injuries. March is a jam-packed month for the Minnesota Wild. 
Um, they've got nine straight home games at one point in time, which is nice that they're at home. But I mean, it's game after game, back to backs, one night off, which I'm sure it's across the league too. So that's no excuse. But, you know, the concern is kind of baby back at the blue line. Do they have the the power to to get through this and then your goaltending as well. But all in all, I mean, yeah, it's been a very great year. There's been something special about this Minnesota Wild team because even when they are in a losing streak or a little bit of a slump, there's no panic amongst the team. The media loves to hit the panic button real quick, right? But um, you can sense in, in the locker room, they know that they can get out of it. They have that belief in themselves that they can get out of it. And they're such a tight, close team that, you know, especially now with the trade deadline looming, they want to make sure that they're performing their best because they want to keep this team together. They don't want to have to force Billy Guerin's hand to make some moves and, and to better the team. They think they can do, uh, you know, have success with the squad that's in that room. So, and they've shown it. I mean, they've got the depth, they've got star power. Um, you know, you just a couple tweaks there, here and there. It's, uh, it's looking pretty all right. And yes, going back to those buyouts, it has uh, done well for Minnesota, I think. Right. Well, it shows. It shows. Jesse, um, quick and painless, I appreciate the update. I'm so glad you're having so much fun following the tourney. <laughs> and hopefully we can bring you on soon here as things heat up down the stretch yeah. in the NHL. Hey, anytime. I love it. Thanks for having me. Jesse Pierce from NHL.com. She covers the wild for the NHL's official website and host of the Bar Down Beauties podcast. Danny Austin, back in after this break. Mike Morreale and Connor Bedard on the way today. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube Live, and, of course, available wherever you enjoy your podcasts, including Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Okay, it is viewer takeover here in the RP Show. And it's been so much fun. Danny Austin joining us here at Great Eagle Event Center. Well, we're in the casino. Normally, we're at the event center. And, and by the way, people are checking the text line. They're sending it in. Clark, if you don't mind, can you go open it up? Cold as ice. I want to know what love is. Jason and Red Deer, they're writing in with their favorite foreigner songs. And I think that uh, we want to get it to somebody in the area. Unless, John, you want to come all the way out from Winnipeg to Foreigner here at the Gray Eagle. We're not going to say no. But that's quite a bit of a road trip. Um, Larry Dye in Medicine Hat watching on Game Plus TV says, I honestly thought the smaller stadium in Toronto would bring the fans out for a more intimate setting, but it's embarrassing to see empty stands. Get out of Toronto when the horse is dead. Dismount. Yeah, well, right? You would think. Um, but I want to talk NFL with Danny Austin, who's here from the Calgary Sun and Herald. Uh, Brian watching in Saskatchewan says, hey, Rod, sorry I'm a bit behind on episodes, but remember when Russell Wilson was on the BC Lions neg list and how a small mobile quarterback would be a great fit in the CFL and may not pan out in the NFL? How times have changed. Adapt or die, man. The leagues evolve in terms of on the field, off the field. And that's what I wanted to ask you, Danny. I, I never did get to my Carson Wentz situation. It was my sixth point that he was dealt yesterday to Washington from Indianapolis. Um, what a crazy week in the NFL. 
Yeah, I will say, I, I mean, I recognize that Russell Wilson has been a great quarterback. I love this trade for Seattle. Yeah. I, I, oh, man. Two firsts and two seconds. Forget everything else. And you got, what, a, a starting tight end out of it as well? From, yeah. Uh, that's a great deal. Russell Wilson has not been great for the last year and a half. I, I honestly think getting a quarterback who can start and win you games and win you playoff games is hard, incredibly hard. So I understand why anytime you deal away a guy of that caliber, there's going to be um, – there are fans who are going to be upset. And it, it does set you back. But two firsts and two seconds, you can reload in a hurry. Uh, and I, I, I love that. That's what they should be doing. And honestly, I think that at, it maybe is dealing Russell Wilson a year or two early, but you're getting those picks back. And I, I think it, it sets you up for the it's next Wally decade. It's Wally 101. Moving him ahead of... Yeah, I love it. Right. Exactly. Who do you identify... Which NFL team do you identify yourself as a fan? I if you can. Oh, the Bills. Without... <laughs> the Toronto guy. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, because here's why. I think... I got to bring this up with Morielli next hour, and, and Danny's going to stay with us. God bless him for doing so. It was Jeff O'Neill, who I think was on this show, who said the team that gets the best player wins the trade. And I've been in this business over 30 years working, a fan before that. I'd never really heard that before. And I'm not willing to immediately discount that phrase or that ideology, but you're saying the Seahawks won the trade? I mean, look, I think that. But the, and if that's the case, yes. the best player went to Denver, so you would say they won the trade. I'm not sure that I agree with that saying. It sounds great, but I'm not. I, I, Gretzky, I'm sorry to go off here, but Gretzky, 88. Who won the trade? Because the Oilers went on to win a Stanley Cup two mm -hmm. years later. Maybe you're not old enough. No, you probably no, I, aren't. I, I know the story. I, was, I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't paying I, attention. It was the last day I ever cheered for the Edmonton Oilers, by the way, but... Let's just examine that for a second. Do you agree with that? I think in certain sports, I agree with that. I think in the NBA, it's basically impossible to deal with superstar in the NBA unless you got a superstar back. I mean, it doesn't matter if you get five pieces, five prospects. You need that superstar. So in the NBA, I absolutely agree. In the NHL, I, I think there's some truth to it. I, um, I don't necessarily think it's true in football. I think football is such a you're constantly trying to renew. Um, I think in football, dealing away a quarterback is generally something that I would advise against if that quarterback... Yeah. But you won a Super Bowl with Russell Wilson. They, they got the best years of his career, and now they begin preparing for the next decade ahead. And I, I just... For me, in football, the more young assets you have, the better off you're going to be. And um, I, I, I... Look, whatever happens with the Broncos, um, they might win the Super Bowl. I don't think that they will. I don't think Russell Wilson puts them over the edge. They've been looking for a quarterback since Peyton Manning, so I, I do understand why they would make this deal. But ultimately, were the Seattle Seahawks going to win a Super Bowl with Russell Wilson in the next couple of years? No. So start preparing for, for next. I like it too. But on the old dog philosophy, they lost the trade, and I want to kick this around. You think about it in the break. We'll talk about it next hour. It's a hell of a thought. Mike Morielli, Connor Bedard, and more with Danny Austin coming up after this break here on Game Plus TV and live streaming on YouTube from the Gray Eagle Resort and Casino. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit RodPeterson.com. 
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.